You know, many times people think that it's hard to receive from God. It's very easy. All you got to do is do it. Just receive. John 1, 12 says, New King James, but as many as received him, to him he gave the right to become the children of God to those who believe in his name. 1 Corinthians 4, 7 says, for who makes you different from another? And what do you have that you did not receive? Now, if you did not receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? Uh, let's read that from the NLT. For what gives you the right to make such judgment? What do you have that God hasn't given you? And if everything you have is from him, why boast as though it were not a gift? These scriptures emphasize receiving. Just think about it for a moment. You hear a knock at the door or the doorbell rings. And you see a FedEx person there, UPS or one of the other delivery services. And they got a big package in their hand, arms. You open the door and they say, this package is for you and you look at it and you see that it's a gift from a friend. You sign for the package and when you sign that, there's a little deal there that says received. And he turns around and takes the piece of paper that says that you received the, the package and there you are holding your gift. And all you had to do is receive it. That's all. You know, believers need to learn about receiving, or you might say, obtaining the blessings that God has for all of us that have received. Christ as our Savior. You know, sometimes, and I've heard it in years gone by, and probably some of you have too, say to somebody, well, if you'll quit that, you can get saved. Anybody ever heard that before? Yeah, some of you have. Well, there's a story goes that the husband of one of the women in the church came to the pastor and said, Pastor, I've decided I can never be a Christian. My wife keeps telling me that I've got to quit doing this and that and the other before the Lord will save me. She may not know it, but I've tried to quit those things and I just can't. The pastor being wise told the man, you don't have to give up anything to get saved. You, res you get saved by receiving Jesus Christ as your, as your personal savior. All you have to do is receive him. John 1, 12, but as many as received him, to him, them he gave the right to become the children of God to those who believe in his name. We read that a while ago. 
You can't live for God on your own and in your own strength. No one can. But when you receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior, he gives you the power to overcome and to live the life of Christ. It's not giving up something that gets you saved. It's simply receiving Jesus. Now I will say this, after we receive Jesus as your savior, you will give up some stuff. But you can't give that up until you have him to help you. You know, you can't give up the life of sin until you accept him as savior. You can't give up sickness until you accept him as healer. You can't give up poverty and material want until you accept him as provider. And all of this is done very simply, just receiving. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you got to, if you're going to get saved, you got to confess all your sin. No, you don't. No, you don't. You couldn't do it anyway because you can't remember them all. All you have to do, it's, it's told in the word of God, is just receive Jesus. That's all you have to do. You don't have to confess your sin. Does it, and, and Romans 10, 9 and 10, does it say anything about confessing sin? Huh? What does Romans 10, 9 and 10 say? If you believe in your heart, say with your mouth, you'll be saved. Right? You know, some people think if you can get enough people praying for you, you get saved or you'll get your answer healing or prayer, whatever it is. None of that's, now prayer's good and we need prayer, but none of that's not gonna do any good. You have to just receive what he has already said is yours. Come on. You know, if I was to say to someone here, okay, let's say here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Okay, I'm going to give an example here. There's, I think that's, there's $5. Hey, come here. I'm going to give you $5. What do you got to do? You got to receive it, right? It's yours. Now, and I, I forgot his name. I know I'm, I've seen him grow up from a little bitty boy. Eric, yeah, Eric. Now, what if Eric comes back to me Wednesday night and says, Oh, Pastor, is that really mine? Can I, can I spend that? You laugh, right? I gave it to him. He received it. Now it's his. He can do with it what he wants. 
He can give it to somebody else. He can go buy him something. He can give it in the offering. It's his. He can do what he wants to with it. The same way that Jesus has provided for us everything we need, it's a gift. Romans says it's a free gift. Everything that he got on Calvary. Salvation, healing, all of our needs met, everything, protection, you name it, he got it. And all you have to do is receive it and use it. All he had to do was receive that $5 and now he can use it. It tells us right here in the word of God that all our needs have been taken care of. All. Everything. Spiritually, physically, financially, protection, keeping power. And with long life, he said he would satisfy us. Some people are always talking about, oh, I'm just afraid I'm going to get sick. You will. <laughs> because the devil will make sure that you do. I think I've told you this before. I think it was in 1957, I think it was. Dad was out in California preaching. And uh, they had a flu outbreak. And so they've been having, in the morning service there, they've been having maybe 200 people in the morning and the house was full at night, five, 600 people, large four-square church he was preaching in. And uh, I mean, some of the schools had closed down because the teachers were sick, the kids was all sick and they had to close them down. And so that morning they had about 20 people. They've been having 200 and there's five ministers, so that means there's 15 other people besides those five ministers and dad. Now, I wasn't counting him in that group. And so after the meeting, the five ministers, they're standing on, around on the platform talking. And one of them said, well, I'm going to go home and get ready and get all of my stuff ready and get the medicines and things ready because I always get the flu and I'm going to get it. I know I'm going to get it and I'll have it bad. Another one of the guys said, Brother, are you going to close the meeting down? My dad said, No, I'm not going to close the meeting down. And one, this guy that said he's going, he's going to get the flu said, Aren't you afraid you'll get the flu? And you got to know, Dad. <laughs> he just reared back and said, No, I ain't afraid of getting the flu. And uh, one of the other guys said, Oh, shh. Don't you know the devil to hear you? My dad said, yeah, that's the very dude I want to hear. You see, you've got to be that strong when it comes to receiving what belongs to you. He knew that healing belonged to him. Of course, he walked off the bed of affliction at 16 years of age. And I want to tell you what, 
He never had a problem with getting, getting healed. Neither did any of us in the family because he taught us that. But I won't tell you what, there was a while there that we struggled, we struggled greatly when it come to finances. Because you know what? He had learned the secret of receiving healing, but he hadn't learned the secret of receiving prosperity. Hello? Do you realize that there are many people that are living, that are born again, they have understood receiving Jesus as Savior, but they've never understood receiving him as anything else. Now you say, well, that, that's just, that's simple, pastor. It is simple, but I want you to tell, tell you something. God has already done it. He's waiting on you. Any of you ever played checkers or chess or a board game and somebody moves and then they look at you and say, it's your move. Huh? Well, God's already done it. He's already, he's moved. So now it's your move. And when you move, he moves. And when you move again, he'll move just like a game. You got, you keep moving and God will keep providing. You keep moving and God will keep moving. You know, I don't care what your situation is. I've had people come to me and say, yeah, but listen, you don't understand my circumstances. And I look them in the face and say, no, I don't understand your circumstances because I'm not in your shoes, but you don't understand mine either. But the one thing I do understand is that God has already taken care of it. And if you'll just reach out and receive what belongs to you, then your circumstances will disappear like a snowball in a hot July sunshine. Come on now. It's, you know, it's our move. I got an illustration here. It's sort of crazy, but I'm going to use it anyway. Say there's a street. All right, let's just use this aisle right here. Okay. Say Carl right there. Stand up, Carl. And now, Jay, stand up. Now, Carl is over here. On this side of the street, oh, it's beautiful. Everything is great. Over here where Jay is, looks like a war zone. <laughs> Carl says to Jay, hey, come on over here and you'll get a house and a car and a job and, and all your needs will be met. And Jay looks at him and says, well, I think I'll just stay over here. I got a little bread and little bit of bread and water. I'm just gonna stay here. You would think he's crazy. <laughs> when over here on this side of the street it's beautiful. And he's offered him everything, and he said, Oh, I'm gonna stay over here. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what a lot of people are doing. They are born again, even spirit-filled, 
but they're still over on the war zone side. And here's Jesus over here on the other side. Said, come on over here. I got everything you need. They said, well, I think I'm just going to stay over here. Come on now. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? Anybody ever seen somebody like that? I saw, I saw a lady like that in, well, I guess, 19, oh, what was it? Actually, actually, I, I guess it was right there in 1956 out there in California. I was out there in California with Dad. And uh, here, this lady, and, and, and we, was in, we was in Pomona, California, Dr. Duffield's church. I still remember it. And Dad, back then that day, he used to bring the people across the stage and pray for them up on the stage. And this, this lady come up there, and he, he got there, and he said, he's standing, I remember he's standing, she is standing there, he's standing there. He said, what do you need? Hey, what do you need? What, what, what? Sister, what do you need? Oh, 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 I got arthritis. He prayed for her. And she started walking off stage just fine. He said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't you need, he don't you need healing for, for your ears or something matter you can't hear? Oh, that's all right. I can get by with that, but I couldn't get by just with that arthritis. <laughs> I'm serious. She received healing for her arthritis and she could have received something for her ears. Hello. You know, I don't understand people sometimes. I've been doing this for a long time. I've been in the church all my life, 83 years. And I've been preaching 63 of them or something like that, maybe more. I don't know. I'm not good at math. That wasn't my subject. Math and English. You know the English one. History and, history and science I liked, okay? And athletics. That was, that was what I excelled. <laughs> now, you know, I, I see people that are told about God's blessings. Sort of like the man. Another guy told him, said, listen, if you'll be at such and such a place at three o'clock tomorrow, I'm going to give you the keys to a brand new car. And his buddy said, oh, you're crazy. You ain't going down there, are you? I mean, who ever heard of such a thing? Even his family and friends thought, said, man, what, what in the world? And the guy replied, hey, I don't have nothing to lose. Amen. Let me ask you a question. If somebody, we, we walk out of this church this morning, somebody out there says, hey, listen, if you'll be down at the, at the corner of uh, Kenosha and... Uh, Aspen right down here at three o'clock tomorrow afternoon I'm going to give you a brand new Cadillac how many of you would be there at three o'clock 
God has done more than that. Why don't you walk in through the door and receive it? So many times, it seems that people want to make the promises of God and receiving them hard. It's not hard at all. Because we are programmed that it can't be that easy. We begin to try to figure out what the catch is. You know, I'm always messing with people. I say, what was your name yesterday? How many have ever heard me say that to you? Bunches of you, right? And the most of you start, I can see your wheel. You don't answer me immediately. Your wheels start turning. You're trying to figure it out. You ask the kid, what's your name yesterday? Billy. I mean, they'll answer you immediately. Am I right or wrong? Because see, they haven't been programmed yet. And when somebody tells you or you read it in the word of God, of what he said belongs to you, you start trying to figure out that. Well, now, wait a minute. Maybe I need to do this. Maybe I need to do that. You know, I grew up in an area that, uh, you know, in the denomination, I know some, sometimes people were that way. Do this, do that. God will bless you. You don't have to do anything to get God to bless you. Hello. Then somebody said, well, you know, the Bible said we're going to have trials and tribulations. Yeah, he did. Jesus said it in John 16, 33. But he said, don't worry about it. I've overcome the world. Oh, yeah, but you don't understand. Yeah, I do. I understand that you haven't read the word and you're not willing to believe what the word says. So therefore, you're going to live on barely get along street while I live on Glory Avenue. Come on now. Hello. Anybody getting anything out of this? I'm having fun preaching this morning. You know, you ever seen somebody? Oh, they get excited. They hear a message like this, get excited. Oh, yeah. You see them three days later. And they got such a long face that they're about to step on their bottom lip. What's the matter? Well, I thought God was going to bless me. I guess he's not. Yeah. You're the problem. You quit believing. You quit receiving. Do you realize when you quit moving or receiving what God said, he has to stop? He wants to keep blessing you, but when you're not receiving, he can't keep blessing you. Some people think that you can earn the blessings of God. You can't earn the blessings of God. You know, 
I grew up in a denomination where there was a lot of, I call it the do Christian classification. Do this and do that and God will bless you. Well, now I'm, I'm not talking about not living right. Of course, we all understand that. I'm talking a, men, a mentality of do's and don'ts in order to get things for God. The way you receive from God is simply by taking the blessing by faith. The word of, in the word of God, how many, how many ever read in there about all those people that got blessed in the word of God? Got healed and got taken care of, all kinds of different things. You ever notice there wasn't no do's and don'ts about it. It's just, they just had to receive it. Hello. It's by faith that we receive, not by what we do or don't do. No, I'm, I, I I don't want to get off on that, but, but the thing about it, you start talking like this and all of a sudden, well, yeah, you're giving people lives of sin. No, I'm not giving people lives of sin. I'm telling you that you don't have to do or, or you don't have to work to receive the blessings of God. That's what I'm trying to say, I guess. Didn't do a very good job of it, but that's, that's it anyway. All you have to do is accept. Accept. Now, there's the other side. There's the done group. There do, there's the do's and don't group, and then there's the done group. Now, I'm going to be a part of the done group. Well, what is the done group? Well, the done group is accepting what God has already done and walking victoriously in what he has done. Understanding that Jesus Christ has given me the power of attorney to use his name. Hitherto, you've asked nothing in my name. After I die on the cross and, I ra and I'm raised from the dead, you ask in my name and the Father will give it to you. And he gave us the authority here on this earth to use his name. The name of Jesus. That name will change things. That name will change everything. That name will help you to understand how to take God's word and change things. You know, I've preached many times in many different countries and I've seen people after I've spoken to them one I'm thinking about in, in, in uh, Kenya I there and I was talking about all the good things that God had given us and all you had to do was believe it and receive it and uh he was one of the main men in the church there where I was preaching to Brother, Brother Silas of Whitty's church. He's going to be at the Lord now, Salvation Healing Church over in Kenya. I went back a couple, three or four years later and that, that same man, he, 
we, he wanted me to go and see some, so I went with him and I saw his house. I'd seen his house before. And he said, look at my house. I said, yeah, it looks good. No, you don't understand. When you were here last year or two years ago, I had a thatched roof. Now I got a tin roof. He said, you know what? I began to practice what you preached about believing God and receiving the blessings that, and you told us that he wanted to bless us in every area of our life. And he said, you know, I have this plot of ground and they grew sugar cane. And he said, ever, it, well, we had a drought. But I went out there because you said that he wanted to bless us. He would give us a blessing. And I walk around my field thanking God that I'm going to have a good sugarcane crop. He said, I, I, he said I, I tell you, I stood right here and watched it rain on my field and it didn't rain on anybody's field around He said, I had a bumper crop of sugar cane and nobody else had it. So that drove the price up and I'm able to get a tin roof. Well, we don't think much about that, but to them, that was great prosperity to him. Another young preacher that I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't preaching about prosperity. I was just preaching about God wants to bless you. And he said in his word that he would bless you if you would just receive. I didn't, I didn't talk. I didn't even say anything about money or prosperity. I was just talking about God wants to bless you. And all you have to do is claim it and believe it and receive it. And this young, he's a young preacher and he, he had been riding, he had riding his bicycle all over to preach. And I come by and he, he said, come out, come out. I'll show you something. And he had a motorcycle. He said, now I, I, I'm, I'm reaching more villages. Well, we didn't think a lot about that, but to him, that was like getting a Cadillac car. And I didn't talk about prosperity. I talked about receiving the blessings that God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. If you will receive it, he'll bless, believe it and receive it. He'll bless you. I mean, that's... that. We, you've heard everything that I'm talking about before, but I want you to understand that you need to keep reminding of your, this, yourself of this because the devil will try to get you on the other side of the street if he can. I've seen people in them, this congregation once they, they, they were born again, but they started coming here and they learned about receiving the blessings of God and their life has been completely changed. Any of y'all in that category? <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of you. Praise God. Hey, spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, every way God wants you to receive his blessing. But let me tell you something. It's not up to God. He has already moved it's your move. What are you going to do about it? Heavenly Father, I try to remind these people for a few minutes today about the blessings of God that belongs to them. Father, I thank you 
that the blessings are ours. All we have to do is receive it. Salvation, Holy Spirit, healing, all of of your blessing. And Father, I thank you today that each one of us will get stronger and stronger and stronger in taking the blessings that you said belongs to us and letting them flow in our lives and let the enemy know that we know who we are in Christ and the blessings are ours. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Heads bowed, eyes closed. I talked about salvation today in the earlier part of this message. If there's anyone here that has never received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Today is the day. This is your time. This is your hour to change your life forever. If you're here and you know what it is to serve God, but you've gotten detoured and you got off course and you need to come and rededicate your life to God today, anybody on any one of those invitation. Let me see your hand right now. I want to pray with you and I want to pray for you, but I can't do it if I don't know who you are. I don't want to embarrass you, but I need to know who you are. Would you just raise your hand right now? There's a hand back there. Thank you. There's a hand over there. Thank you. There any other hands upstairs, downstairs, anywhere else? Another hand over here on this side. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's just that simple. All you got to do is receive. Anybody here say, I'm born of the Spirit, but I've never been filled with the Spirit. I'm talking about what it says in Acts chapter 2, verse number 4. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak with tongues. The Spirit gave them utterance. And you'd like to be filled with the Spirit this morning. Let me see your hand. Anywhere in the room, want to receive the Holy Spirit this morning. Hand over here. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone stand, please. I said I wanted to pray with you and for you. And I can't do that unless I can get close to you. So if you raised your hand, should have raised your hand, wanted to raise your hand, I want you to come right now, right down here to the front with me. Okay? Come on. You are. If you raised your hand, should have raised your hand, wanted to raise your hand, just stand right there. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Come on. Come on. Come on. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. If you raise your hand, wanted to raise your hand, should have raised your hand. Come on. Come on. Come on now. We're going to wait a minute on you. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. There you go. Come on. If you're in the balcony, they'll help you get down here. Come on right now. Right here, man. God bless you, buddy. Come on, right here, man. Right here. God bless you. Come on, anybody else? Come on. This is your time. This is your hour. This is your day to change your life forever. All you got to do is just receive. Bless you, man. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on now. Come on now. Hallelujah. Come on now. Right here. Bless you, man. Right here. Just stand right. Stay with me. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else want to come? Come on now. Come on now. Come on. I'm waiting. Come on. Jesus is waiting. He wants you to receive him and change your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Listen, all of you that are standing down here in this line, look at me. Look at me right now. Open your eyes. Look at me. I got three books in my hand. New birth, telling you about salvation. In him, telling you about who you are in Christ. Another little book called White Tongues, talking about the Holy Spirit. If I said I'm going to give these to you, how do you receive them? If I put them out like that, you got them right there. They're yours. Every one of you are going to get those same three books in just a minute. That's simply an exercise I do. I can give you a book, but I can't give you the spiritual thing that you come to receive. I want you to raise one hand toward heaven. I don't care which one. And you're just saying, all right, Lord, I'm reaching up. I'm reaching up to receive that spiritual gift tonight. Heavenly Father, I thank you right now. In the name of Jesus, I thank you that every spiritual need in these lives will be met today. Salvation, rededication, blessed infilling of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Put your hand down and look at me for this minute. You see, Dave and Wendy, I believe it is, over here. They're the prayer partners pray with you. We got others in the room. Would you just go with them to that special place where you get these books and be prayed with individually and in depth? Come on. Just go right now. Come on. Person go right now. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's what it's all about right there. It's just as easy to receive everything that God says is yours. I realize that most of you knew, already knew everything I talked about. But you know what? Peter said as long as he was in living, he was going to keep reminding his people of certain things. I will keep reminding you of certain things because the enemy will put up smoke screens and do all sorts of things to get, get you off course. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, Connection Team, go find our first-time guests and take them out there to the Connection Center. We have a special gift for you. Thank you for coming and being with us today. If you happen to be looking for a church home, what we say, church? Welcome home. Just come on and join us. Staff, go to the door so we can shake your hands. Today, I'll be at the north door today. As soon as I get through shaking hands, I'm going to go grab a bite to eat and get on that plane and fly to California. And I'll be in Hayward, California tonight preaching at Mark and Brenda Thomas's church there in Hayward, California. With the team, half of the team's already there. And I'll, the rest of us will be there this afternoon. Pray for us. But right here tonight at 6 o'clock, you'll be here. And Wednesday night, you'll be here at 7. Okay? But pray for the team as we're there. Then we go down on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday down to Marietta, California, to Ray Gene Wilson. Some of you know him. He uh, was with the singers and band. So 
Pray for us. We'll be back Friday night sometime. Well, Friday morning, about 2 o'clock in the morning, probably when I get in, because I lose, I, I lose two hours coming this way. All right. They're going to sing a song. I'm going to barrel down that aisle right there so I can shake your hand. God bless you. You pray for us. But be here tonight, Wednesday night. God bless.